We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hill, here in Blue Wire Studios. Not really. I am on vacation. The old man is getting a vacation, too. We'll be back on our next episode, recapping everything we've missed in combat sports. Hopefully, though, you guys enjoyed these little mini episodes we have left you with over the past week. And if you guys are just tuning into this one, make sure you guys go back, listen to our pro wrestling and boxing MMA episodes. But outside of that, I'll explain again the concept of these mini episodes. Brett Goldstein, who is on Ted Lasso, he plays Roy, amazing actor, has a podcast called Films to be Buried With. I was recently put on to this podcast and it's just something I was like, yo, this is so dope. He has people on. He asks, he's asked every guest the same series of questions, and they're always different answers. It is amazing. I was like, we can do this for combat sports, Stray. So it's given us a chance to do these for some of our favorite matches, fights, everything so far. Those previous episodes have been so fun. It's only right that we end it with hip hop, and our last show is uh, you know, for the culture in here. So we're going to go through. You guys will catch on fairly quick. We asked the same series of questions we've asked in previous shows, just with a hip-hop twist. And then the last question is, what album would you be buried with? To explain this further, on um, Brett's show, on his podcast, it's everyone dies a gruesome death in some way or another. And someone brings one movie for his show, that they could put in your casket so you can watch when you get to heaven. Everyone before you has died has had the same opportunity. So the key is, is you don't want to double up on something super popular because it's probably already there. It forces you to really dig through the memory and pick a deep cut, something very special to you to bring with you. So we'll wrap up the show with that question in a little bit. But Dre, we start right down a list of questions. These will sound familiar to you, but it's going to be so fun doing this for hip hop. What was the first ever album you bought that i bought with my own money um bought with your own money Mm -hmm. in your hand little man this is funny uh it's two i bought them at the same time the first time i had cash and was able to go to the record store called the warehouse i bought two albums i also bought two i bought the chronic and pink cookies in a plastic bag and crushed by bitches that album (laughs) yes don't ask me Okay, I'm not necessarily shocked at this. 
um, them letting you buy the Chronic? Because if I recall correctly, your age probably wasn't like the greatest. I was not old enough to buy that album, but I still found a way. Yeah, mine are very similar. Like my first album that I purchased with my own money. The album is 14 Shots of the Dark by LL Cool J. It's bad. (laughs) It's a bad. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, One was hip hop. One was not. The first hip hop album I ever bought was Eminem's Slim Shady LP. I bought it the week it came out with my own money. And that same weekend, uh, Blink-182, Enema of the States came out. So I bought both of those, and I went to Puerto Rico. Two days later, I had the entire Eminem album memorized already by the time <laughs> I hit the plane. And it was the time when, like, uh, the, the no-skip CD players, I finally got one. Mm-hmm. So I could take that shit on the plane. I played that album out. And I remember being in a mall in Puerto Rico walking with my grandma, and at this point, I know every word, so I'm rapping out loud with headphones on while I'm carrying my the entire Slim Shady LP, and I think I was rapping my fault oh out loud. And she was like, what the fuck are you listening to? Like, yeah, it's too late. I already bought it. So <laughs> that, that is uh, my memory of first album I ever bought. Next question. What al- <laughs> This is tough. I, I put a caveat. What album slash musician is terrible but you love it. Oh, you go first. With with an album, album is is very tough because if the artist is terrible, I probably don't buy an entire album. So it's hard to like really pinpoint it. Now, I, I could go with some recent shit, but everyone's pretty bad now, right? Like that's that's kind of taking the easy route. I would say, without naming a specific album, any Master P album I bought from 98 to 2000, where I was like, yo, this guy's on TV. This is cool. I like this single. And having to sit down with a Master P album, I think he dropped 30 in a year before. It was crazy. Sitting down with that album, this is not good. A kid from New York, this is not what I like. No, I'm all right. No, I'll pass on this. Terrible. Master P, all the way. I, I haven't enjoyed one Master P album. So what's the question again? What album slash musician is terrible, but you love them it at the time? At the time. Yes. At, at the specific time when you bought it. They're, they're terrible. I don't know. It, uh, Master P and No Limit was terrible. See, I wouldn't buy that shit. That was my thing. Like, I wouldn't even buy it. I wouldn't listen to it. I mean, in, the cheat on this for anybody who loves hip-hop is Group Home's Living Proof album. Because they were awful. But Primo's <laughs> beats were incredible. So you couldn't pass that up. And it was just like Superstar is such an amazing song. But like lyrically, it's so bad. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good album. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just bad lyrics. And I'm big on lyrics. It was really hard for me to get through that album. I'm going to say that one. Even though there's like, I'm sure there's like a Crucial Conflict album that I thought was incredible. That is on this list somewhere with Hay on it. Oh, what is the album? That means the most to you. Ooh, that's tough. Um, yeah, that's that's really tough because yeah. I have I have albums at every. There, there are albums that define me at every point of my life. Yes, to choose one is extremely difficult. I'm gonna pick one though, because if it wasn't for this album, I wouldn't be here today in my career. It's Little Brothers, the listening. That is the album. Like there's other albums, but that album was made me say. I have to write about this. 
Mm. It was the first album I ever reviewed. It was the, the album at, at that particular time. I was like, hip hop was in a really bad place for me, right? Like, there was no blog sites. It was like the internet, you know, I worked at hip hop site, but this was right before I worked for hip hop site. So, every, nothing I listened to was on the radio. I listened to nothing but underground shit. The magazines I listened to were like covering the, the bullshit. And I heard Little Brothers listening, and I was like, yo, and this has always been the key to me. Say what you want, it sounds stupid, but women would like this. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like underground. They just heard it. Yeah, like, there's a lot of underground shit that I'm like, women won't like this shit. Like, early Cannibal Ock shit, I'm like, I can't play this for women. They'll never like this shit. And if they do, I question them. Like, what the fuck do you like this shit for? But Little Brothers is a listening album with speed and groupie and all this, and whatever you say. It made me want to write about it, and it rejuvenated my love for hip-hop. I was like, oh, my God, there are people that are not New York or L.A. or Chicago or Atlanta that are dope, that I can relate to, that make dope beats. That's the album. So that, that's the album that meant the most. Yeah, it's, it's so tough to not pick just, like, the best album or an album I listen to all the time. But, yeah, if the album that means the most to me and it'd be like easy to go with Joe Budden because like I'm a Joe Budden fan on my email. But I don't know if I can pick like a full album. There's so- multiple songs on albums that mean a lot to me. The album that means the most to me is Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. To the point of I'm getting a photo from the album art, like the CD booklet art, tattooed on me. I've wanted it for years. I just got to find the right artist. And I wanted to have enough money to do it right. Um, that album means the most to me. The story he tells throughout the album and chasing the cool and the character, the three characters, it's so real. It's so organic. If you listen to everything, um, I'm getting a tattoo of the streets, which is the woman character in it. And that verse in the cool is where it describes what she means to someone who comes from the hood. It's so real that uh, that album changed my perspective on a lot in life. To the point I named my daughter, my middle daughter, Madison. Off mm. of, uh, you know, from that album, from the M A D I to the S to O N. I've never been to Chicago. I named her Madison because of <laughs> <laughs> the intro to that album, right? So there, there's so much on that shit. Hip hop saved my life. Just, he packs so much onto that album, and it means a ton to me. So that would be that the album that means the most to me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring. The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What is objectively the greatest hip hop album of all? Illmatic. If you don't like Illmatic, you don't like hip hop. <laughs> you should die. <laughs> That's like you should die. You should yeah. just roll over and die, or just, you know you're banished. Illmatic. Like Illmatic's my my best that, dude. Every time I listen to it, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. It's and you know it is it is my counter arguments that everybody say. Well, they're young. Nas wrote that when he was 16, 17 years old and started recording when he was 18. Yep. There's, there's no excuse for being whack because you're young. Because of him. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he set the bar. He set inexplicably high because nobody could reach that. Because I remember after that, you had cats like Shaheem and A-plus all came out. And I was like, yo, there's all these kids that could rap. Not like him. Nope. Still winning Grammys to this day. Yeah. It made the most perfect album in hip-hop. Dude. I was just listen- touching that. I was just listening to Life's a Bitch again, and it's like probably the greatest guest verse from a rapper that nobody ever heard of. Yep. I'm going to listen to that shit when I leave here. I'm going to throw I mean, this album. New York State of Mind. Come on, man. Halftime. Everything. There's, it ain't hard to tell is the perfect closure. For it's like perfection. So, yeah, no, I agree. To make that a little bit more difficult, what is the best R&B album ever? Tougher. Best R&B album yeah, ever? No one, there's no concise, this is. There isn't. The best R&B album ever. And, and, and I know what you're to, going to, 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 to split this up even further, I won't count like Stevie and okay, all that stuff. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a life. And, yeah, well, Intervision is like my favorite. Oh. I'm a big Intervision. But I won't use albums pre-1980. Okay. Even 80 on is really fun. I know because it's Luther Vandross, but got Mike. Now, are you saying like the best objectively or just my favorite? No, no, the best objective. <laughs> it's objective. <laughs> what is your favorite? Probably Diary of a Mad Band Jodeci. Okay. Because from that point on, like R&B was just different. Yeah. Them, the Jodeci boots and all that shit. Fiendin is still one of my favorite songs ever. Objectively. Maybe one twelve's first album. Wow, that that is a really it's a really, great album. I mean, my really wife's about to do backflips when she listens to, dude. I think it might be one of her favorite albums all time. It's so now that we're done, like to start the album off with that, with like a song postpone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like now that we're done, then we go we work through ourselves after that. Yeah, that um, boy oh boy, there's other albums, but I, that one comes to mind immediately. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't do like. Usually, if someone says R&B, like women dominated R&B, 1990. Sure, but no, nope. that that 112 debut album, I was just like, this is, and they've never been able to get close to that. No, I mean they have joints, but no, no, they've never been able to get close to that. But I don't think I don't know if there's anybody I've ever played that album for. There's also like the Donnell Jones, but. 
I don't know if there's anybody that's listened to that first 112 album and has been like, this sucks. Yeah. I don't think it's ever happened. No. I mean, it's just so good. That's why the Jagged Edge 112, like, debate is. I know. I know. Uh, and by the way, I'm not, like, the aficionado in R&B, so I'm not even going to name one because it'd be ridiculous. I don't know. Chris Brown doesn't have a classic album. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if, if, I'm like, if I had to name an R&B album and we're going, like, 1990 and Dre will never let me hear the end of this story. It's so probably Usher that? Confession. Oh, okay. I'm it's like, probably objectively the best R&B album. I don't have to say anything else. From 1990 on. I don't have to say anything. But just because it's so fucking good. I know. Usher's My <laughs> Way is really fucking good, too. Yeah. Like, but like favorite Confessions object- is like, you go through and you be like, damn, this shit's just it's banger yeah, after banger. It's banger. It's a great album. Yeah. It's, like, I'd, I'm not even the biggest fan of that album. But everything was a hit. Yes. You can't. It's just R&B is it's to, to the point, like, who has a more stacked album without probably mentioning, I mean, cancelization aside, like, R. Kelly's 12 play is really fucking good. Yeah, but, but it's just like, it's not confessions, probably. No, I mean, I, for that particular era, yes. That's why it's really hard because it's like an era. It's like I was a yeah. Jodeci guy. Then, like, if you go in the 80s, I'm sure, like. And Prince, and Michael, and then, but then it's like, is that pop? That, is that R&B? That's the, you get like, into a weird thing. Like, the 80s kind of. Because Luther had. Yeah, it has to be like 90s and all. That's why I was like, all right, we'll keep this in the 90s or else I'm going to be here for a while trying to figure this out. No, but no, you have a good one. Like 90s and all, and like that's, that's probably <laughs> one of the joints. And then, um. What's an album that wasn't supposed to be good, but you found yourself liking it? You go first. Um, I got to think. An album that I wasn't supposed to be. Can it be a mixtape? No. It turned into an album? No. Fuck. But it'd be Drake. (laughs) I'm going with it. I I don't got it. Drake, so far gone. It wasn't supposed to be good? Um, or you didn't expect it to be good? I didn't expect it to be good. I didn't like Drake. It was he was against Fair. he was against what hip hop was supposed to mean, and I was a mixtape kid, so it was just like, yo, who is this guy? And he's singing and rapping like this is just another Ja Rule. I just lost Fifty Cent to this. Like, no, like that doesn't work. It's not going to work. And then you listen to that album or mix it, and it was like, fuck, it's undeniable. Like, I can't, it's, it's so good. And even the singing is so good. And every track is done perfectly well. And I can't even front on it. Damn it, I got to give Drake credit. And then he just took off and I never <laughs> doubted Drake again. But <laughs> at, at that point, it was, the cool thing was to not like Drake. Well, I mean, So Far Gone was like, everybody waited for that because yeah. he had the mixtapes prior to that. But and I was like the EP. Best I ever had. Was like, oh, I fucking hate this song. See, this is what we hate. Oh, he's just for the girl. Oh, he's singing. He's not a real rapper. And then you listen to shit, be like, oh, he can really rap. Yeah. Uh, the the song over the Kanye instrumental. Uh, Say You Will. Say You Will was just like mind-blowing when you listen to the full five minutes of him just going nuts on that shit. Yeah. Nuts. Um, yeah, you couldn't deny him at that point. He's like, no, this guy's a rapper. All right. God, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, 
maybe an album that I thought wasn't going to be good. This is like going back. I thought the Thug Life album was going to suck. Tupac's Thug Life album. <laughs> because I was like, I, I didn't necessarily album. care for the Outlaws. But then he had like Pour Out a Little Liquor and then uh, Straight Ballin' was on that. I was like, and I some of my favorite songs of the Tupac is not of all time, but it's on that album. And I remember I bought it because I bought everything. If it came out on Tuesday, I bought it. So it was just like, hey, I bought trash and I was going to listen to trash. And straight Tupac's Thug Life album, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And it sticks with me. Like there's no Nelly album or like. Hell Anyone no, that just like no, crept I've up never, and surprised you. There's never been a Nelly album like, that I was like, surprise, this is good. I was like, no, I wouldn't buy it, first of all. And second of all, if I heard it, I was like, like this is garbage. Backpack Ash Dre, was it just shocked by something? Nah, man. Because you like Luda. I can't even say Luda. Like Luda's nah. albums were pretty good. They were they were solid, but Theater no. of the Mind was really good. I didn't expect that to be good. No, there was, I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like UGK's first album, because being like an East Coast dude, I was like, I'm not supposed to really like this. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is incredible. Back, forth, back, side to side. Woo. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Which album is the one you've listened to the most? It's Illmatic. You've listened to Illmatic? Fuck yeah, it's only 10 songs. You know how easy it is to listen to that album? Like that album, I listened to so much. I've also bought it more than any other album that I've ever had, right? Like I had the cassette, I had the CD, I bought the anniversary edition. I, I, like I've, I can't stop listening to that album. There's never a time where that, a song on the album comes on, I'm like, ah, I'll just play the whole thing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's that one. My best friend just did uh we did a on this day. It was it's now ten years since I was working at Vegas Seven magazine randomly and interviewed Nas for the twentieth anniversary of Illmatic and I sat down in front of him. They were opening a sneaker store out. And oh, that's how yeah, like, he got this. me in and everything and I did a one on one interview, it was like fifteen minutes and it was like super young me just sitting there and at a point I asked him a question. And it was like a sneaker question. I rapped like a little couple bars from it because uh, he was just talking about kicks, like even on Illmatic. And he was like, oh, you know that? I was like, yeah, it's like the best album of all time. And it blew me away because my best friend has like the full interview stuff. It's like, yo, I talked to Nas like on the 20th anniversary of Illmatic. Like I talked to him about the greatest album of all time. Like that's some shit like just locking in a vault. Like I'm good. My career could end ended that day. Um, listen to most, mine would be Reasonable Doubt. That's fair. 
and it's the second greatest album in my opinion a hip-hop album of all time and it's if you're from new york if you throw that shit on it's so relatable it takes you back and it's pure new york nas is the same way omatic's the same way um but yeah reasonable doubt it's just if you're hustling to do anything if you're grinding to do anything to get out of that area that's what reasonable doubt is not is just telling stories about it jay makes you want to get up and not necessarily sell drugs but you got to do whatever the fuck you got to do to succeed and it's it's one of those things it's it's the perfectly told story of a hustler's ambition and getting to where you reasonable doubt is my most played album ever and then last one dre unfortunately we listened to too much hip-hop uh, and Kill they me. kept playing I Spice and the 50th sexy, best New York rapper ever. Sexy Red talking about her butthole being brown and such. Oh boy. And the music was so bad, so bad that we were like, fuck it, we can't take it. We out of here. And we we take it our lives into our own hands because hip hop has gotten so poor that we cannot go on in life without it. So when people show up at our funerals, they must bring good hip hop. They're bringing us an album to take to heaven so we can listen to it to get rid of all the shitty hip-hop out right now out of our head what album are you taking with you but it's got to be something nobody else has because everybody's gonna try to bring Elmatic. yeah no you can't Elmatic's <laughs> there everybody's gonna bring it yes you got to bring an album it's like that's... all the black people bringing potato salad to the cookout <laughs> bringing chips to the, to the party and yeah. no meat <laughs> no meat um just chips chips. utensils like god damn we're gonna do I, you have to make a rule not to bring chips at a certain point um <laughs> unless i tell you to uh so i'm trying to think of an album that may not be up this but see this album is probably there and you probably know what album i'm about to pick Equimini. oh that's really good no i don't I might not be it's not like I, I don't know it's like to me some downtown person might have, but you're not yeah. like rolling the dice. It's, I, I just listened to it again the other day. And I was like, it, the reason why is because it has everything. on Like it has liberation. It has Spotify Dopalicious. It has Return of the Gangster. Like it has the art of storytelling. That album just don't fucking, Rose, I didn't even mention Rosa, Rosa Parks. Parks. <laughs> like, like that album to me. Like if there if there's any human being that hasn't heard that album, and then you wonder why why does always people always talk about Andre 3000 is one of the best rappers of all time? Just listen to that album. Yes, the way he opens up Return of the Gangster, it is the most it's the most varied hip hop album that's still called a hip hop album. Like Drake albums, you're like that's not hip hop. That Outkast album again, you have a damn near a whole ass instrumental. It's particularly dope, delicious. You have a like a spoken word joint with liberation with, with Erica Badu, which is like damn near eight minutes long. Yep. And nobody ever said, turn that off. <laughs> Incredible. I, that's the album I'm taking. No, that's great. I mean, that's the best house outcast album. If you ask me, um, but they have four classics. So you can choose whichever, yeah. whichever one you want out of their catalog. Mine. I'm almost guaranteed that no one up there has so Joe button album. hundred percent. Joe buttons, all of lost. Yeah, that's um, just you. Came out in 2015. They, it can just be me. If <laughs> yep. if you've gone through some shit in your life and you're you're really reflecting, you put on this album, this shit's going to take you places um, emotionally. And but at the end, like you 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 feel better that someone is sharing this. This album is why I share everything. This is this is why I 
I can get behind this microphone and say whatever I want to say. I have no secrets. And it's because listening to an album like this, where you can unapologetically put everything on a mic and just say, well, here I am. Good, bad, or indifferent. So, yeah, um, Broke is one of my favorite songs on the album. And then Love, I'm Good, the second verse of that is just phenomenal. And then he has a lot of good songs, like, throughout. But, um, man, Only Humans on this. This is Joe Budden's best album. I'm not calling it a classic. But if Joe Budden was to have one, this was his most perfectly laid out album. It's good front to back. If you're not a Joe Budden fan or haven't listened to it, trust, take some time. It'll put you in a really fucked up mood. Wait until it's like cloudy or raining or something. But uh, All Love Lost would be my selection, Joe Budden. And nobody else got that shit up there. I'm making everybody sad. And then somebody else got to bring like two live crew or something. <laughs> so, so we can really turn up right. after that. So yeah, that is that is my selection there. This has been fun. All three episodes have been great. We appreciate you all. We've surely enjoyed our vacation, but can't wait to be back on our next episode, getting back to combat sports. We'll have full hip-hop episodes going forward as well when one of the sports has an off week so we'll be talking a ton more hip-hop on the show we appreciate you all follow us on all social media platforms dre until next week we're out peace every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.